So, cancer. If anyone needs to leave, they can feel free. They don't have to stay. Um, these will be up tonight, and I'll try and get the video up too. So, if you miss class, you'll have the video. Video? Ooh. All right. So the classic definition of cancer is tissue overgrowth, which is independent of the laws governing the remainder of the body that serves no purpose to the body. So the key thing is that it is independent from the normal controls. So ordinarily, your body cells don't grow unless they're told to. In the case of blood, what tells them to grow? What tells red blood cells to grow? Erythropoietin. What tells T-cells to grow? Interleukin-2. So, cells are ordinarily under the control of chemicals in your body that tell them, grow, don't grow, die. What's the word for telling a cell to die? A, what? Apoptosis. Is that what you said? Okay. Now, a tumor, the original definition of tumor was simply a mass greater than two centimeters. I once made the mistake of using that technical term on a patient and I was severely reprimanded. We do not diagnose people with cancer. You're the stupid person who made me memorize all these dumb vocabulary words and then said I have to use them appropriately. All I did was do that. So we don't use tumor in the technical sense anymore because tumor now is so associated with the word cancer that you just don't want to scare patients. Now, the other word is neoplasm. What did we say pla plasia was? <coughs> Yesterday we said plasia meant cell growth. So neo means new, so new cell growth. It's a new kind of cell. And that new kind of cell is cancer. Now, neoplasms are broken down into two types, benign and malignant benign and malignant. Malignant are considered cancer. Benign are considered not really cancer, but they can still cause some problems. So if a tumor is benign, it will grow slowly. It will typically be well-defined in a capsule. So it'll be encapsulated in a membrane. So it's easy to go in and just surgically remove the whole thing. It's not invasive which means that as it grows, it's going to compress and push other tissue, but it's not going to eat into it. They're uh, typically well differentiated, which means they look a lot like the tissue they came from. They're relatively mature. Um, they have a low mitotic index, which means that most of the cells are not actively dividing. A mitotic index is the percentage of cells in a group that are actively dividing. So if it's low, that means a low percentage are actively dividing. And they do not metastasize, which means they do not travel to other parts of the body and set up new colonies. Now, malignant, on the other hand, typically grow rapidly. So they're fast growing. They are not encapsulated, which means that it's relatively difficult to just go in and get them all. They typically invade local tissue. So instead of pushing tissue aside, they eat through it. It's kind of like bacteria in that sense. They can actually eat through your tissue and invade it. Something called anaplasia, which means they are poorly differentiated, which means that they are very immature cells that do not resemble them so much uh, what the tissue that they came from. 
and they have a high mitotic index, which means that there's a high percentage of them dividing at any one time. Now, um, and they also like to metastasize, which is travel to other spots and sec set up what we call secondary tumors or colonies. All right, now, do you understand what it means by poorly or well-differentiated? You do? All right. So everyone can ask Fernando later. All right. Um, normal cell adaptation. Here we have a normal cell. And the cell is attached to a basement membrane. Now, atrophy is when those cells get smaller. Hypertrophy is when those cells get bigger. Hyperplasia is when you have more of those cells. And then we have something called dysplasia and neoplasia, or sorry, metaplasia. Metaplasia is when you get a different kind of cell growing. So let's give us some examples. Um, if a person takes too much uh, testosterone, they're... Uh, a guy, if a man takes too much testosterone, his testicles will stop producing it. And so what will happen is his testicles will actually shrink because they're not being used. Call that testicular atrophy. If a person has nice big muscles and they uh, become a couch potato, what will happen to their muscles? They'll go away, they'll atrophy, they'll shrink in size. Hypertrophy is the opposite. Rather than shrinking, they're going to get bigger. So when a person lifts weights, do they actually grow new muscles? No. The muscle cells they have just get bigger. Um, hyperplasia is when you have more growth of cell numbers. So if you have a callus, that's a growth of new cells. Now metaplasia is when you have a change from one type of cell to another. So if a person smokes, the epithelial lining of their bronchi will change from the normal cell to a different kind of cell. It's still normal. I mean, it's still a normal cell. It's just it, that kind of cell doesn't belong in that place. It's like a mutated cell. But it's still, it's still a normal cell. It's just that kind of cell typically doesn't live there. And then dysplasia is disorganized cell growth. And dysplasia is the very last step before we get to neoplasia, which is a cancerous growth. So in this case, in the dysplasia, you'll notice that these cells are a bunch of different shapes and they're not well organized. They're, they're uh, disorganized in the way that they grow. So here's another diagram. We have some normal skin here, or normal uh, cells. And then you'll notice that we've got some changes to these cells. They're becoming disorganized and different. You'll see some of them are, you know, you used to have a nice one layer thin surface. Now it's got some extra layers in it. Some are big, some are small, some are squished, some aren't. And then you've got this one abnormal cell. That's our neoplasia. It's a new type of cell. This neoplasia is going to begin to grow and it'll become what we call in situ neoplasm. So in situ means within the organ that it came from. It hasn't invaded other organs yet. And then you'll see how this one is beginning to push down out of this part of the cell into another area of the body. This is called invasive cancer. So it's actually invaded through this membrane and it's coming into a different part. 
Now, we name cancers based on the tissue they come from. So carcinoma comes from epithelial cells. Adenocarcinoma comes from glandular tissue. Sarcoma comes from connective tissue, including muscle. Lymphoma comes from lymph tissue. Leukemia comes from blood. And the reason it was called leukemia was because the first ones we discovered were white blood cell cancers. But you can also get other, you can get red blood cell and platelet cell cancers as well. Fibromas are made from fibrous tissue. Osteomas are made from bone. Chondromas are made from cartilage. All right, now, here's an interesting concept that you need to understand. Tumor marker. Now, where does cancer come from? What kind of cell is it? Is it an infection that came from somewhere else and invaded our body? It's one of your own cells that has turned to the dark side. There is much fear in you. Fear is the path to the dark side. So, we have a normal cell that is turned to the dark side. Now, that cell is still going to have the properties, or at least some of the properties, of the tissue that it came from. So, if we get a cancer of, say, the adrenal gland, what does the adrenal gland cells normally do? Produce hormones. So, if we get an epithelial cancer called a... Do you remember what it's called? Pheo pheochromocytoma, it might produce epinephrine. So if we check a person's blood levels and we go, my gosh, this person is just, their epinephrine levels are off the charts. Either we have one or two possibilities. Either one, they're really, really stressed out, or two, they have a cancer that's producing epinephrine. Um, if a person has prostate cancer, the prostate normally secretes a protein that we call prostate-specific antigen. If we have a cancer, the cancer is going to be secreting more prostate-specific antigen, so we can screen for uh, prostate cancer by checking blood levels of that antigen. The liver cancers usually produce something called alpha-fetoprotein, or AFP. CEA is a, is a tumor marker that's produced by GI tract cancers, and CA124 is something produced by ovarian cancers. So a tumor marker is, an, is a protein that is normally produced by whatever tissue it came from. And we can screen for those cancers by checking for that enzyme or that protein. You need to understand that concept. Does that make sense? Okay. Cells normally produce substances, right? Now, as a cell turns from a normal cell to a cancer cell, sometimes it will still produce whatever substance it used to produce. So if you have a cancer of, epinef of uh, adrenal gland, it might still produce epinephrine. If you have a cancer of the prostate, it might still produce prostate-specific antigen, but in larger amounts. So you can screen for certain cancers by checking for their tumor markers. You take a person's blood and you look at the number of tumor marker, the amount of tumor marker in it. 
If it's high, that's a very good sign that they have that kind of cancer. Right. So it's a normal protein, but it's just really high because the cancer is producing excess amounts. So if we check your epinephrine levels right now, every one of us has some epinephrine. But if you have a cancer that's producing epinephrine, you're going to have a really high level. And so if we check epinephrine levels, we can see if they're really high, chances are you have an adrenal cancer. I don't know what the tumor marker for breast cancer is. Uh, the ones that you'll need to know for sure are these two right here, pheochromocytoma and prostate cancer, because they're so commonly screened for. Um, the others are also fairly commonly screened for, but you're gonna hear, you'll hear about these quite a bit more. And pheochromocytoma you'll have to learn about in uh, MedSurge next year. So it'll really be helpful if you just remembered that. Then you wouldn't have to relearn it. All right, hallmarks of cancer. Self-sufficiency and growth signals. They don't need growth signals from your own body to tell them to grow. They can tell themselves to grow. They have very positive self-talk. Insensitivity to anti-growth signals. When someone tells them to stop growing, they don't listen and keep growing. You're not the boss of me. When the body tells them to commit suicide, they don't. They are ronin, they are renegades. They have limitless rec uh, replicative potential. Ordinarily, your cells can only replicate so many times and then they get old and fragile and they just stop, they just stop replicating because they just can't do it anymore. But cancer cells can do it endlessly. Um, back in the 60s, uh, they took some ovarian, cervical cancer cells from this one woman and started a cell line that were growing and that cell line is still growing today from just a couple little cancer cells they took out of her it's been like what more than like 50 years now that cell line just keeps growing and growing and growing and interestingly enough they found at NIH that that those that woman's cells had invaded other cultures that they had and so a lot of the other cell cultures they had have been invaded by her cancer cells. And they don't know how it happened. Dun, 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 dun. Sounds like a, sounds like a Bill Cosby, uh, you know, the, the chicken heart that ate New York City. Are you familiar with that one? Maybe we'll bring it in sometime. All right. Sustained angiogenesis. A tumor can only get so big before the inner part of it starts starving to death. So in order for it to grow bigger, what's it going to need? Blood supply. And the creation of new blood supply is called angiogenesis. For angio, for blood supply or blood, and then genesis for create. And then the ability to invade tissue and spread to, to distant sites. All right, carcinogenesis. How do we actually get a cancer? Well, there's some, there's some uh, things that have to happen before we can get a cancer. Now, there's some genetic factors that are involved. The first one is proto-oncogenes. An oncogene is a cancer gene, a gene that turns a cell from the light side to the dark side. And proto-oncogenes are vulnerable genes, genes that could screw up and become oncogenes. 
The next one is we have some tumor suppressor genes. We have our, one of the things that our uh, immune system will do is it will actually hunt down tumors and kill them before they can become tumors. So if we have a problem in our detection and, and suppression of cancer cells, that will give cancer cells a chance to grow. The other one is apoptosis genes. Remember that um, cancer cells ignore the body telling them to commit suicide. So if there's an improper suicide command inside that cell, maybe it receives the signal and wants to commit suicide, it just can't do it, it doesn't know how. And then there's DNA repair genes. Our body has DNA repair mechanisms which repair the DNA and try and make sure that those cells don't mutate. So changes in any of these or all of them can lead to cancer. So the stages of, of carcinogenesis. The first one is we call initiation. It starts out with a mutation. One mutation which can allow a cancer to start. A mutation in one of these areas. The next one is promotion where you have cell growth that includes that mutation. So now you've got a whole bunch of cells that have the, that vulnerability to the cancer. And then as you add more mutations and more cell growth, eventually you'll get a cell that has all of the things necessary to become a tumor cell. And that's called progression. When that, when that cell multiplies and then begins to invade and then spread to different areas and grow new blood supply. So we start out with a single cell that gets mutated. Then that one mutated cell will multiply. Now you've got hundreds of cells that are mutated. And then that, if you get a mutation in any one of those, you get closer and closer and closer to having your cancer cell. So one of the things that we need to be aware of is that things that cause mutations enhance 